What'd you make again? You made these guys again? Yeah. What are they? That, that foamy coffee thing. Delgana right. coffee. Delgana coffee. Delgana. <laughs> Delgana. Yeah, Delgana coffee. We'll Delgana coffee. Well, I'll no, put a little totally. cinnamon and I put some vanilla in it this time. So oh, right on. It tastes a little different. No, I like it though. It's good. Mm-hmm. We fully mixed it for me this time. Last yeah, time I, I did too. I sucked up all the milk and then I, so during the show I have all this like flavorful foam but then after we're done I put added more milk mixed it up and I was like oh I got a whole nother drink out of it so, see yeah. that's why you gotta yeah. <laughs> for sure we've been doing it we haven't been getting up real early to do them so I figured okay iced coffee is appropriate for yeah for, uh, well because the weather's getting nicer well that's the morning. other thing yeah if we're gonna get up early in the morning and, and rec- I do would, I would love to go outside and record one Absolutely. Or two episodes yeah me too no, it would be good. It would be great. I'd love to do that, especially because uh, uh, from out there, we it's really it's nice, and I think we oh could, yeah, we could do a really good job with getting like, excuse me, you wouldn't even need a light. What you need is a reflector. Yep. So where we normally put a light, you just put a light, large white piece of paper or a large white sheet mm-hmm. hanging with the two little clings, and next thing you know, the sun that's bouncing behind us, giving us a nice edge light, is also informing. Reflecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dope. This looks really good, really cool effect. Before it gets too hot, we should do that. Yeah, because yeah. we're not going to want to do that when it's 95 degrees no. out at, at 9 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I, have, I, would, I would have absolutely no desire to do that. <laughs> the weather's been so crazy. Not, I don't want to say crazy bad, just we were, it got up to 77. I think it was the day I picked up Dad from the hospital. Oh, yeah? Got up to 77, and I told Natalie, I said, if this is any indication of what the summer's going to be like, it's only February. We're going to have an extremely warm, hot Georgia summer coming up. So. <sighs> What is it? Welcome to the Christian Couples Podcast. Uh, we are the Christian Couple. I am Johnny. I'm Don. Uh, and so we are, uh, it's funny, we took a bye week last week. Uh, we didn't inform you guys, so we're very no, sorry about that. <laughs> but it was just a lot, there was a lot happening mm-hmm. all at once, and not in a bad way, it was just stuff, a lot of things going on, and so last week we were just exhausted and decided to uh, uh, tap out and say, you know what, yeah. we're going to recover. But a lot of fun stuff happened. Uh, a lot of amazing things happened. Yeah. First and foremost, um, so what we're going to talk about a little bit today before we get into all that, and you can totally find, I'm going to start adding a uh, line, what are the, those little line break links that show the time frame in the video in the description. So if you want to skip ahead to just the, uh, the one of the topics we talked about or just the core Bible study itself of the day, you're more than welcome to go down to the description and find those links. Um, but first we're going to talk about the fact that uh, uh, Raj got saved. Yeah, Sunday. Um, you know, it was. Uh, I was working upstairs. I was working mm-hmm. the sound at uh, Crossroads Baptist Church, and uh, preacher was on a roll doing. Yeah, the, they were, the spirit of the Lord was moving, and next thing you know, he starts talking about you know the surety of your salvation, and uh, yeah. I'm watching. And so, for me, from my vantage point, and then I want your vantage point. Sure. So, from my vantage point, whenever whenever this topic would come up, well, first off, let me back up. Since November. When he was coming, mm-hmm. we've been we've had him on the prayer list with some folks. We were yeah. our undercover prayer warriors. You know who you are, and uh, we've been really working hard to keep him covered in prayer. In terms of yeah. we uh, we didn't we never wanted to be presumptive. We just wanted to say, hey, if you know if if he's got a 
uh, a, a profession of faith. We'd love to hear it. Yeah. But we didn't know if he did. And if he didn't, then we would love him to find one. And that's been our prayer actively. Went to the Christmas plays, went to all the stuff. You can go back and watch those shows where we talk about those things. And each time, you know, there was more and more of an experience with him. And he was more, you know, he began talking more about the Lord and kind of experiencing mm-hmm. things. And so really we were just waiting. And we had actually consigned ourselves to, well, you know, the Lord's going to do what the Lord's going to do. You know, and, and uh, I'm very much um, of the mindset that, you know, the Lord will, will draw who he will. And so we, we, didn't, we stopped fretting over it. But every time at church something would happen in terms of someone mm-hmm. talking about it or a topic coming up, or, or we, we would very much be like, you know, we're like, what's Raj doing? You know, and just kind of, what's, what's happening over there? And so we were very, very, so all of a sudden, as I'm up there this last week. Or, uh, yeah, you're, it's just me and Dad down. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, uh, he, he the, so the pastor asked, you know, who here. It, it, it wants it is sure has remembers the day they got saved, and a lot of people raise their hands. Then it talks about. Then he said, "Who here would uh, wants to make to get sure?" And I saw Roger's hand go up, and I was like, the whole time I was sitting there, like, "Man, I want to text Don and be like, what's going on?" Like, <laughs> did you see that? Did you catch that? I was wondering if a preacher caught that and the whole thing. And then, so. Then he comes to an altar call, mm-hmm. and then I see the two of you start to move toward it, at which point I set it for a wide shot and ran downstairs. Right. I, was, I figured, you know what, a wide shot's enough for anybody who's mm-hmm. watching from home to still enjoy the, the service, the rest of the service, I gotta go be a part of this. Um, and so I ran downstairs, luckily the camera guy swapped out with me, he, he set it for static and then ran upstairs and covered the stream. But yeah, man, and it was such a wonderful experience. We prayed with him. Everybody was crying. It was just, it was beautiful. So what was your, from your perspective that day, how, how it went? How it went. And well, when Pastor did, um, you know, like you, did my dad raise his hand? You know, like sure. when he was saying, you know, the assurance of yeah, being yeah, yeah. Um Sorry, I drink, I'm drinking so fast. No, it's all right. Um, and it wasn't until like the other altar college, like you know, just maybe when Pastor said, "Just we'll play it one more time." Yeah. And I and I looked at, at Dad and I said, "You know, I, how you know are you, are you sure? Yeah. You know that this is where you're going to you know be and and you know you got some medical things going on and um, he uh, he's like yeah he's like yeah and then he goes he looks at me he's like yeah let's go up there and I was like what. That's okay, because right. yeah. I'm because yeah, I'm sure if you go back, you can see me go like this. Sure. You know, if you look at our video yeah, from yeah. Uh, from church, you yeah, can yeah. see me go like this, and then and he answers me, and then I do. We sit there for a second, and then he's like, "Yeah." So I helped Dad um, go up, and um, he he professed his faith, and that's and awesome. Preacher came, uh, I guess, uh, from so now my from a pastor's perspective, because he told me this later. He comes down and he he kind of says to Roger real close to the vest, literally leaned in real close and says, you know, you can you can stand here. You don't have to right, fully go down to your knee or anything like that. And Roger, according to him, he insisted. He wanted to go full on down to his knees and, do, and really be. And I, it was just it was a beautiful, yeah. Yeah. beautiful thing. Uh, the whole church rejoiced. Uh, it was very exciting and really just thrilling to our souls in general. So. Um, always remember, it's, uh, you know, the Lord even saves old sinners, if you will. A seventy-year-old man, you know, came to come to believing faith, and uh, in a way that's exciting, and it's literally the answer to prayers. Literally, like there's no. Yeah. It, it, the thing, 
does God answer prayers? Oh, you have no idea. We, we've always known he does, and he does right. it in his own time, and he does it, um, the Lord does it when he deems it necessary and when he sees time fit. Sure. Um, and yeah, God answers prayers. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Um, so before we get too much deeper and further into actually, quote unquote, the show itself, let's go ahead and open in a word of prayer. Sure. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this wonderful day you've given us. We thank you, Father God, for the audience we have. We thank you for this platform, Lord. We ask, give us the opportunity to be able to speak truth into the world, Lord God, and be able to just help impart the wisdom that comes from you, Father God, and your word out to other couples, Christian couples, Father God. Lord, if there's anybody out there who doesn't know the free pardon of your sins, Lord, we just ask that you would just completely use, funnel that through us. Help us be able to impart that message so that people can understand how to come to saving grace, Father. We thank you so much for your son's sacrifice. We thank you for the blessings of the day. Lord, let us be anointed today as we come forth with your word. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, how was, uh, how's the rest of your time been? What's been... Uh, the, the week was so stupid busy yeah. <laughs> and like ridiculously busy. Um, well, we know Dad had surgery on, on Tuesday, so we yeah. had all pre-op on Monday and then surgery on Tuesday and Wednesday well, he was still in the hospital and then yeah. we picked him up Thursday. So like my week was back and forth to the hospital mm -hmm. and stuff and um, we managed to get groceries in the house. <laughs> Natalie's doing good. <laughs> She was. She's been extremely helpful, mm -hmm. um, especially this past week with right with things that are going on. So, um, yeah. Otherwise, um, I I finished a couple of really short devotionals um, this past week as well. Because you know me, like I need to like my my downtime. I shouldn't say downtime, but like every night I take a, a really good hot bath because of the fibromyalgia, and that's where like. Sometimes that's where I can I can read my devotionals and catch up on some you know of my articles that I've been reading. Um, send him some TikToks. Yep. <laughs> oh, true, 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 true. No, very true. You know, so absolutely. Um, that's just what you know I I was able to do. So my 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 quiet time in the tub was I very much needed those days. You've always given me those days, but this past week, every time that I did it, I was like, yes, this is exactly what I needed right now. Uh, I was very busy at work. We did a lot of stuff. Uh, we had a really good opportunity at work for um, us to meet with our C the C-suite team at Star Church. We're talking through some, we have some new products coming out this year and some other things we're really excited about. Um, none of which I can talk about yet, but uh, I, believe me, I absolutely will when it comes time. For those of you who are either uh, been called to the ministry, I'd love to really kind of encourage you guys with some things soon from that side of it. But for the most part, when we met with them, it was really encouraging because we were having conversations about um, what they want to see from us. And mm -hmm. so part of that was, hey, but what can we do for you? What do you guys need to be successful? They're asking us. And so we, it was great because uh, my, uh, the graphic designer for the, I'm the video production specialist. She does all, she does a lot of the uh, creative graphic design work. Her name's Libby. Um, she like spoke Libby. up. Yeah, Libby's awesome. <laughs> she, so she speaks, it's funny, her and I were like, she was one sentence ahead of me because we're, as, as they're talking, she jumps in and it's very much like, oh, well, you know, we, we could use some creative direction. And I was mm, literally mm -hmm. thinking along those lines, not that we're not getting that. We get a lot of great stuff. But there are times that we go down a road to suddenly at the last minute get pulled back and told, oh, but that's not right. Well, if we had somebody we could coordinate Just with. kind of be like, yeah. Right, on a regular basis, who a creative director, whether it's one of us or even someone else or well, whatever. It's it one helps. thing to it's one thing to to get uh, thoughts as you're doing the project, and instead of waiting until the project's done to be like, oh yeah, that's not the direction we're going in. I right. mean, that's yeah, that makes sense. So it was really great, and we had a wonderful meeting. Oh, other thing, um, the week before our bi-week show, so this would have happened 
two weeks ago. I had fully put in a request, so they had asked me for some stuff, and I put a request in for a new workstation. That's awesome. I've done that before in other places, and I always get some sort of Band-Aid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darren, the IT guy, comes over, walks over to me a few days after my request had been gone out, and he, hand, he puts on my table an invoice. And I look at it, and he goes, well, they approved it, we, or your computer, we ordered it. I was like, wow, it's crazy. That's awesome. This is a $5,000 computer. The reason I'm saying that is because I want... I, I, not I'm trying to brag, but like that's an investment. That is. That's an investment in me. Yeah. It's an investment in mm. what I do for mm-hmm. them. It shows confidence, and there's nobody else in this in the in the in the building who could use that machine. Yeah. I mean, obviously anybody can use a machine. But what I mean is, it's geared for a very specific purpose, mm-hmm. and so like we're souping up the RAM and the processing power and everything else. It's going to have the new M1 chip, things that will make video editing easier for mm-hmm. me there for them. Also, I get to use it. I get to bring it home. Uh, and use it here, here uh, as long as David said, you can use the computer for personal use, just know we can see what you're doing. And I was like, no, of course, that's fine. But again, very exciting to be able to have that kind of support. Absolutely. You know? mm-hmm. um, so, if it's a, and, and it's a heck of a segue. Um, if I seem a little off, it's because I'm kind of, uh, I am, I think like a lot of the people in the world, I'm a little beleaguered by some stuff going on in the world right now. And we don't normally get on that big of a world stage, but my wife last night, as we're laying down, she asked me a question, and I said, you know, that's a great question. And we did talk about it, but I said, we should really discuss that on the show mm-hmm, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, the situation in the Ukraine, uh, we're not, a, this isn't a political show, and we're not here to talk about political stuff. Uh, but I will say that it is, it's a disturbing situation. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who's, who, whether or not he would, if he didn't, if it was Trump or it was not, or whoever, that's not, literally not what I'm here to talk about. Uh, the question that you asked, uh, go ahead and ask the question. Do you remember the question you asked? I do. Go for I it. I said, what should, with, with all that's going on in the world, especially with, with what's going on with Russia and the Ukraine, what do we need to be doing as a family, as people in Christ, as people of, Georgia, <laughs> people of the church, sure, people of faith uh, people in general. Of faith in general. What yeah. do we need to be doing? You know, is there anything we should prep for, whether it be physical or spiritual, whatever? But this, like, what should we, what should we be doing? So, and my response was, um, yes, there is a lot we can be doing. Um, it's funny, she was so funny. She said, "Well, maybe it might be, it might be a silly question." It's not, and it isn't a silly question. Um, there are people who are like, well, you got to get guns, and you got to do this, you got to do that. Look, that, again, that goes into whatever your viewpoint is on certain subjects, and that's fine. I'm strictly coming from, we are the people of God. Um, as Christians, as Christian couples, as Christian men, as Christian women, as Christian children, um, we have a responsibility to be ready. I've never been the, I've never been the, for lack of a better word, Jack Vanning B style, like, you know, I want to know about the end times and revelations and this and that. Like, I've, I've, I knew revelation, revelations is a thing. Uh, I have studied it. Uh, I know in passing. In fact, one of the first major Wednesday Bible studies that we were going to at our church was uh, our pastor, Kenny Kuykendall, doing an entire series on Revelation. And uh, a lot of insights there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, right? And it was, it's, it's a wonderfully deep topic to get into and at the end of the day it is not about predicting the future as much as just having an understanding now you can get deep into the minutia of how people uh, interpret certain things so I'm not going to get too deep into that right the second I will say that I had a conversation with Natalie and I'm going to get I'm going to circle back I promise I had a conversation with Natalie where we she was we were talking 
Well, it was a, uh, what started me really feeling early in the day yesterday, 8.30 in the morning, I wake up and I'm on, I'm on Twitter and uh, Christian Twitter. And uh, uh, which is just to say that I have the. No, I'm the same with Christian TikTok. Well, so when I log in, I'm either under Jay Johnson, which is my normal everyday right. Twitter, and then I have Vision Media Ministries, which is geared specifically. I follow mm-hmm. a lot of pastors, a lot of churches, a lot of organizations, mainly for networking purposes in that regard. But um, mm-hmm. someone had posted a video. Now, uh, feel free to go find it. Um, I'm not going to link to it only because it's got a little bit of harsh language in it. And, um, but it was a video of 13, there were 13 soldiers, um, Ukraine soldiers who are on a little island off the coast of the Ukraine, still part of the Ukraine, who are being faced with a Russian warship. And it's in Russian, but they put, or it's in, yeah, Russian, Ukraine, whatever language the, mm-hmm. that is, the, and then uh, this English subtitles. And the, um, the Russian warship is like, this is a Russian warship, uh, you, you need to stand down, this and that, what do you, can you hear us, do you respond, uh, or we will, dis- or we will fi- open fire. Mm-hmm. And so you hear that there's two people specifically on the, uh, at the radio, a male and a female, and you hear, I don't know, I don't remember which is which, who said what exactly, and again, if you search for the video, you'll find it. Uh, he said, the one, the one says, well, that, is, that, is that it? And the, and the other person says, yeah should I tell them to go F themselves? And then the other voice says, uh, yeah, just to make sure. And then they say, Russian warship, go F yourself. I was just... It blew me away, man. Um, and, and, and to my knowledge, that base isn't there anymore. Um, and so... Uh, and there's other videos you can find online of what's happening over there. This has nothing to do with, because I had a friend of mine reach out to me and he was like, well, you know, the Ukraine had a very corrupt system and this and that. And I said, look, um, I don't think it was any more corrupt than, say, our government would be. Yeah. It's, I don't know that there, you know, there was maybe some cronyism or whatever else. What I do know is when it started, we offered the president of Ukraine, do you want us to send for you. You want to send some way to get you here to the United States. And he said, no, I need, a, I need ammunition. I don't need a ride. Mm-hmm. And then he takes his suit off, puts on military outfit, grabs a rifle, and goes out to fight and defend his country. And I don't care who you are. I don't care how corrupt he is. I don't care what goes on. I can't imagine any of our leaders at this, at this point doing something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even talking right or left. You know, and so you stop and you, so now, now you go back to the original question. How do we prepare ourselves? How should we be getting ready? And the truth is, we should be on our knees. We should be praying. I called my mom and I talked to her, because my mother's huge into politics and very big into that stuff. Forgive me. And uh, I said to her, I said, uh, Mom, you know, what's... What do you think? What's going on? And she's, again, same thing. She's just floored by the whole scenario. And then she reminded me. She goes, you know, China and Russia in, in, in the Bible are, that's Gog and Magog. They're too big. They're going to, they're the ones who are going to be fomenting. Is that even a word people use today? 
Um, <laughs> but they're the ones who are going to be really pushing the wars and rumors of war aspect of things. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, we we're talking when I, I woke up, Natalie and my uh, my father in law was already awake. But I woke up, Natalie, and I said, "Hey, I need you to come see something. Uh, it's history in the making." And I showed her the video I just told you guys about. I told her, I said, you know, that's the kind of thing that you want to pray for is, is, I said, God help us to be this brave and have this kind of courage when mm-hmm. faced with something like this. Because the truth is, everybody wants to interpret the Bible one way or another, and I'm not here to do that right now. Um, I personally am of the belief that it's really ambiguous whether or not we will be here for the tribulation or not. Some people think it's real clear the Bible suddenly we don't hear about Christians this and that. There's a whole litany of reasons. I say the Lord will do what the Lord's going to do. If he comes beforehand, amen. If he comes after, amen. I want to plan and live my life as if he's coming after. The reason is I will not hold God responsible for my misinterpretation or my bruised expectations. You know what I mean? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be like, well, I thought you were coming beforehand and this and that. And he's going to be like, where does he ever say that? You just made some assumptions. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm just I can no- totally see that conversation <laughs> happening, by the way. <laughs> right but, I, but I refuse to do that. I, I, I would, so I want to expect the best, and I'm gonna, but I'm going to plan for the worst. And I told my wife, I said, last, so now, now we come full circle back to our conversation last night. We need to be on our knees. We need to be praying. When when whatever happens happens when the when revelation takes place and starts to happen, America is not a big concern in the Bible. We're not all the other players are talked about in the people in the Middle East, China, Russia, the big players. They're all talked about in the Bible in some way, shape, or form. We're not. Right. We're 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 a footnote, a very minor thing. And to my way of thinking, and I've always said this, that means we have to be taken off the off the board. I don't think we're going to be destroyed as a country or whatever else. I think I think we may very well find ourselves in economic ruin. I think we may find ourselves in social ruin, in political ruin, whatever. But at the end of the day, we are not a major player right. when it comes to the end times and when it comes to things at the end. I'm really sorry to bruise every American in the world's ego, including myself, because that was very intimidating to find out. I used to tongue-in-cheek joke, well, if we're not in the end times, God knew we'd be big trouble, so he has to take us off the board. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, like God knew the United States would not would not be okay with some of this stuff going down, so he has to, you know, because like, that's my pride. Yeah. That's my yeah. that's my you know that's my my pride in my country. But the truth is that God plays is playing a much bigger game than we are. Yeah. You know, and so seeing it through the Lord's eyes, my mother said last week when I when I called my mother, we were talking. She said, she goes, you know, the whole this whole thing is, she's like, it's both confirming and confusing. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she says, well, when Vladimir Putin first took charge, Vladimir Putin was considered a thug. And I was like, really? And she goes, yes. He was considered a thug who came from the KGB era, came from the right. Iron Curtain That's era. Right. That's right. He mm-hmm. was part of the old Soviet Union, the communist Soviet Union. All of a sudden, capitalism comes in, and all of a sudden, he feels like we're weak. they were weakened, and the whole bit, he comes to power. Everybody's like, oh no, he's going to be a big thug. He has fought tooth and nail to be seen as a valid world leader. Mm-hmm. Like a world leader who will go to the, you know, the G3 summits and do this stuff and be there and see people see Russia return to financial prominence and this and that. And he's really embraced a lot of the capitalist ideals in terms of how he runs his country. At least that's what it looked like. 
this move so unilaterally undermines that goal that he seemingly has had for over close to a decade, if not longer, mm-hmm. which is to, he, he had, past tense, earned the, the legitimacy of being a world leader respected on the level of right. American presidents yeah. or mm-hmm. the British prime minister or whoever. I mean, all these other folks who are in the, in the arena, you suddenly went, oh, Vladimir Putin, you know what? We respect you. We get it. Then this move happens. And it confirmed, my mother says, now we see he was always, he always was a thug, this and that. I told my mother, I said, it, it feels like the only way a move like this happens is if it's got, it's got to be the Lord's will. And by the Lord's will, I mean it's part of his will that he just kind of says, okay, you know what? I know that uh, this, I'm going to move my hand from this scenario and let it go down that road. And now all of a sudden, we get what we get. And, and, and it's all part of the narrative that John witnessed in Revelation. And, and it's all part of this laying the groundwork. I'm not trying to say, by the way, that we're living in that situation now, but I'm saying all of this is building up to. And yeah. when I was talking to Natalie about it, she says to me, she goes, well, doesn't the Bible say something about, uh, about you know, rumors of wars and wars and stuff? Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah. And she's like, well, that's just, the, I mean, this is just the beginning of the end. I was very, very touched by, the, by her, her innate wisdom in that regard. But And very matter of fact about it. Too. Yeah, yeah. And so it's, you know, um, how do you prepare? I keep coming back to that question. Well, I mean, I feel like you keep in prayer and you stay in the Lord's will. Because the one thing that's sketchy at best, though, every, though there's a lot of people who want to try to say one way or another to make us all feel better. My job is not to make anyone feel better. My job is to be honest to what the Bible, what, what I see in the Bible, what I see in the Word of God, which is mm-hmm. there's a lot of human interpretation in terms of like, oh, we're or, ah, millennial, post-millennial, blah, 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 all these catchphrasy things that mean are we going to be here or not when things get bad. My feeling is if you plan for to be here when things get bad, rather than trying to look for the escape hatch, then that means we're not promised to live through anything. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. I really am. And I feel like the Lord's taught us so much about finding peace and finding our peace in this chaos. Mm-hmm. You know how you prepare? Start talking to people about the Word. Start talking to people about the Lord. Talk to those friends of yours because everyone is on a march to a precipice and we are, and we are letting them do it. And we need to be terrified of that. Mm-hmm. I am so blessed and honored that my father-in-law is saved. His, his, his salvation is secure and eternal and it's wonderful. And we know that he will rejoice with us in heaven. And that is so endearing. He'll meet my grandfather and her grandmother. And we'll just, I mean, everybody will be there, see her again, rather. And so, you know, it's going to be wonderful. And that's great. We need to be trying to get as many other people to come to the light. Get the word out. Let the, let the Lord's work be found and, mm-hmm. and make their help their salvation become sure and you know find his find his chosen one find his sheep you know the, Jesus leaves the 99 for the one and that's where we need to be that's where we need to live mm-hmm. and so that's what preparing means also being honest being honest we know nothing about what God's going to do we don't know anything <laughs> we had we had said um you know when we talked about rapture, are we going to be through it or are we not going to go through it? He's sure. going to take us. Well, right. we, we, and I don't, we have heartily joked about it. Well, you know, 
He'll take us when it, before it gets bad. What does that mean? Bad is such a, gets bad. Sure. What we consider to be bad and what the Lord seems to be bad totally could totally be two different things. So it's like, you know, that's that's what art. What's it's so. What was the word I used yesterday too? And I can't remember it. Well, so it's, it's such a, a subjective. Absolutely. Bad very before it gets bad. Very interpretive. Like yeah, whatever man. bad is. So. And I and I, I feel like COVID was the beginning of the tip of the, the, yeah. tip of the spear mm-hmm. in terms of because the Bible talks about famines, it talks about floods, it talks about wars, rumors of yeah. wars, it talks about things are going to get, begin to get bad as the war. I mean, there's a chance that whole swaths of the world are going to be, just be laid to waste and as, as the birthing pains of, of, the, of the coming second coming of Christ begin to rock this world. It's it's a what do they call it when a woman starts to go into labor? Um, well, there's 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 a pre-labor, there's false labor. There you go. I, don't think is, I think false labor has been what we've been experiencing for the last century. We get those oh, little yeah. stresses mm-hmm. and things that felt weird and all mm-hmm. this movement that's been happening. Your dad had said, you know, when the whole when the pandemic started, you know, these are just birthing pains. Just some yeah. going into labor, birthing pains right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. And I think that that's really where we're getting is we're we're getting to that place where it's. It is not unrealistic to see the Lord making that decision to start to, to suddenly see rather okay it's not unrealistic for us to see all a lot of these moves happening in mm-hmm. such a way that we end up as a world trying to turn to the United Nations and let them have the ability to control us and mm-hmm. make everything better and and next thing you know, we're trying to create a one-world government, and boom, all these things that we've all heard about in every every Left Behind or yeah, End Times movie behind, yeah. or whatever back in the day. Um, and I feel like that is a very instrumental in terms of what's going to steer and move us toward the end game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's again, there are there are much wiser people who've studied and. On, uh, who, who feel they understand things a little better? I'm coming at this from a perspective that says, "Do we can't even agree? We we can't even agree half the time on the core on the core fundamentals of what God's sovereignty is." Yeah, I believe in an all-powerful, all-knowing, all-seeing God who who has the who controls and dictates and has written everything before the foundation of the world, from our names in the Lamb's Book of Life to 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 the final. Period that shuts and closes the door on the fire, the fiery pits of hell that leaves you know, the, the devil and his angels forever and ever and ever. Amen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, to understand, we can't, I, I can't filter God through my human prism. Because mm-hmm. when I do that, I will always get it, get it wrong. And I think to err successfully is to err on the side of God being all powerful. Right. And and not try to fit him in a box. If the phrase, well, I can't ever see God, blah, 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 leaves your mouth, you're already wrong. Because we can't see God doing anything. We can't see God painting the, the, the stars in the sky, much less forming the earth, much less forming us, much less uh, agreeing that creation happened in six literal days with the seventh where he rested, um, the earth being somewhere between four to 6,000 years old at most. We can't agree on those things, uh, much less you know, the fact that masks work or don't work. You know what I'm saying? My, my point... We can't agree on anything at all Absolutely. about anything. So, I mean, that's right. just who we are. Absolutely. So, I feel like, again, getting ready. You go, you go day to day. You mm-hmm. go to your work. You go to things. Make sure you're... Make sure, man, when the doors of the church are open, don't take for granted 
be there. I'm not worried about the Lord showing up and me doing something wrong or whatever else. My salvation's secure. But I am worried about will I miss an opportunity to invite someone to church, to talk to someone, to go out with soul winning? Do what's more important than doing the Lord's work right now? And the answer is nothing. Right. You know, for us, that's this. Yeah. That's this. Um, and provided that we have a platform, I will. I we will do this until the Lord returns. You know, I would very much love for people, one day someone to find this house empty because we, we've been called home to be with the Lord and the last thing they see is us on this camera and suddenly disappearing. Wow. You know, I mean, I'm That'd down. be awesome. I, you might, see, that's the writer brain in you too, by the way. That, that, that'd be cool, just as we're talking, yeah, the Lord man. takes you know us I mean? home. Yeah. Just talking and getting the word out as best we can. You know, I want to... And there's all these human things you think about. Like, yes, I'd love to see my daughter married. I'd love to see my daughter have kids. I'd love to see, you know, my own grandkids and whatever else. But you know what? I'd love to see my Lord and Savior more. Mm-hmm. I'd love to be re- to rejoice with not only my immediate family, but my Christian family and people we haven't seen, people who've been gone. I'd love to, to I, want, I want to party with the saints in heaven, man. You know what I mean? I want to be able to, I want to see the Lord. I want to, I want to hug his face. I want to just, uh, I want to just, just wrap my, head, my arms around the Lord and just not let go. You know, I want to see the disciples and talk to them and, and, and just really get an opportunity to know. the. And we're going to know everything anyway at that point. But the point is, you, you, from, our, from my limited perspective, those are the things I want to do. You know, I want to just rejoice. I want to rejoice forever. And like the song says, after 10,000 years, we still got more time. Mm-hmm. You know, and just that's, that's wonderful. That's where I want to see. And that's, but to get there, we have to go through some really rough times and some dark stuff. Things that we don't necessarily understand. And that's that's hard. It's very difficult. You know? And uh, so just be ready. Be in prayer. Be in the Word. Be in, you know, read your Bible. Understand what it is that God's doing. Mm-hmm. And I don't need, you don't have to understand what God's doing in terms of revelations and all that. Because like I said, you've got people like the Jack Dan Impies of the world who've been sitting here going, I've been talking about this forever and ever and ever, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Fine. But if you read the Bible, I don't care if you're reading Genesis, I don't care if you're reading Psalms, I don't care if you're reading Deuteronomy, I don't care if you're reading any any of the, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, or any of the churches and the epistles of, uh, it's all the various churches that are, that are out there back in the day. Knowing the Word is knowing God. Um, no, I can't fathom the mind of God, but you can start to see the patterns, and in that you mm-hmm. understand some things. Um would I make the statement, oh, God would never do this? I try my best not to. Right. Because God can do anything he wants. You know, um, as much as I like to once in a while, I'm a little judgy when I say things about, like, you know, the uh, faith healers and all that other stuff and all the the, the fun, you know, all mm-hmm. the charismatic-y stuff and whatnot. Mm-hmm. The laying on of hands. And look, I always start debates or discussions about those kind of topics on, with by saying one thing, and that's the Lord's going to do whatever the Lord's going to do. Period. Yeah. I feel like making the assumption that I suddenly have some insight. Um, I mean, the only insight I've gotten to God is His Word, right? Because that's the that those are that's Him talking to us, and it's always relevant. Hey, Rod, good morning. Hey. It's always relevant, and it's always correct, and it's not dated. Even people are like, "But it's always dated." No, it really isn't. It really is not. Um, 
And if you take, and, and, and no matter how harsh people want to be about, you know, what is or isn't or dated or whatnot, um, at the end of the day, it, that's the fastest way to understand God. So you want to be prepared? Fine. You know, you want to stock up on ammo? Okay. You want to, whatever you want to do, I don't care. You, want to, you know, get the food and things like that. Now, I did from a practical standpoint, we did say, we, we know. We did talk about it practically. It's, it's good yeah, to have, well. it, you know what, have a bug out bag. Mm-hmm. What's a bug out bag? Get yourself a backpack, a really big one. Not the kind you take to school, but maybe one that you take out camping. And, and put a change of clothes, put some basics, put some medicines, put some things like that. Because when if things go suddenly, oh, and I also told her, if things go bad, we're heading to Florida. Why Florida? My family's there. They've, my family's there with the equivalent of a compound. I mean, it's <laughs> not really, but you know what I mean. Like, it's just, they're, I would much prefer to spend the days worshiping the Lord with family than um, huddled somewhere quietly in a little corner by ourselves. You know, and um, don't get me wrong, I would be all about bring your mom over, whatever, because mm-hmm. your mom's over in the other side of the state. Um, so, but that's, yeah, that's the world is going to continue as the world is going to continue, and it doesn't matter whose fault it is, because fault and blame, those are human constructs. Those are things we create to make rhyme and reason because we don't like the idea that ultimately it's all really in God's hands. We like to say that. We like right? to say... It's in God's hands. It's in yeah, God's hands. Yeah, it was a purpose. It yeah. was a plan. It's in God's mm-hmm. hands and this and that. But we say but it how as... how much do we believe it? Right. We say how it as platitude. It? Mm-hmm. Where the rubber meets the road is when you sit here and you go, okay, the things I don't understand are also part of God's plan. Yeah. Yep. God's plan means also my life and what happens here and this and that. Um, no, no, the idea does not absolve anybody of responsibility in their actions, but it definitely you need to understand the Lord is under control and this is all for one purpose and one reason. What's that purpose and reason? To glorify and magnify his name. Yeah. What other way shows God's mercy, God's love, than for man to fall and God to make a way that nobody else could make. Right, right. Okay, that is ultimately, and by the way, us falling may have been, well, I'll use the phrase orchestrated, but at the end of the day, the only orchestration that happens is God moving his hand and allowing us to just do what we're going to do as sinful people. And that's it. So it, it's, on, it's on us. The responsibility is on mm-hmm, us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I feel like we, as we go into these... As we go into these dark times, understand that the Lord's with us even in the valley. He really is. He's with us in the valley. He's with, he's with us when we least expect it. He's with us mm-hmm. when we're in the dark, when we're all alone, when we hear the sound outside, when whatever we're dealing with on a regular basis, He's with us. And in that being with us, that's where we really start to understand the relationship we have with Almighty God. Right. That relationship is so much bigger than just us or the the um, or the church we attend or the people we mm-hmm. go with or the clothes we wear to church or the right. our interpretation of the Bible, heck, my version of the Bible, whatever. At the end of the day, it's really genuinely about the narrative or the story that God's not completed writing. And in that story are millions upon millions, if not billions of characters. And each and every one of them has a, has a part to play in the narrative. And the Lord's going to do and drive us to that ultimate end. And to me, we can't get there fast enough. All I want to do is look on the face of my Lord and Savior, thank Him with tears in my eyes, 
and you know look at the clock and realize man it's been it's been a thousand years and I'm just sitting here hugging and holding on to him right okay and I'm and, and omnipotent as he is that's one thing I did love uh, in the left behind books which by the way uh, wonderful fiction beautiful fiction very well put together um, as uh, as far as, as mm -hmm. I'm concerned Christian fantasy goes or Christian end times it's done goes, very well it's done brilliantly mm -hmm. whether or not it's accurate that's entirely up to your interpretation your, your opinion but mm -hmm. at the end of the day I remember they're at the they sh they actually do this uh, this epilogue that shows everyone afterwards. Hmm. So toward the when the end the end's done, Armageddon's over, the battle's been won, the keys have been taken, the whole bit, everything's finished. And there's this wonderful thing where the main character who we're seeing through his eyes at the time, he sees Christ, and he feels like he's the and to his perspective, he's the only one talking to him. And, Can you imagine that? And it, and you stop and you go, well, yeah, that's an omnipotent, omnipresent, all like, uh, meaning he can he can be alone with me, with my wife, with this other person, with my daughter, with with my father-in-law. All these people, he can be alone with each of us, and just spend time with us because he can be everywhere at once, and yeah. all these things. And yeah. it's like, I remember reading that, and I was like, that I never thought. That was one of the first times my mind really opened to the possibility of who God is, which sounds crazy because it was a book. Um, but I remember reading that going, that makes so much sense, man. Seeing this whole thing and then, you know, and the idea that uh, one of the other characters, his wife had died and he had gotten remarried. And his, I'm sorry, his first wife had raptured up. Right. His second wife died during the, during the mm -hmm. tribulation and then he was married. So he had three, he, he had three people but your those familial connections are different. Now they were just part of, the, of, of, a, of a family together, and it was a very different scenario. Again, getting understanding the dynamics after at that point, you're, we're just making things up because we don't know. But it's a wonderful look at the idea that you know what for for, for eternity, I'll be able to talk to Jesus whenever I want. Yep. Because he's literally going to be there at the at be right the, there, and it's it's a beautiful idea to spend eternity. In the presence of, of believers, in the presence of our Lord, and the pre every and to, to be able to sing the praises of what we had witnessed, which was the the un, unveiling or complete unfurling, if you will, let's you know, unroll something, of God's eternal uh, um, plan. Mm -hmm. You know, and and <sighs> you wonder. It's funny. I had this really comical because again, there's a TV show in my head all the time. <laughs> And so in my there head, really there's is. this place where you get, we all get to heaven, and like you suddenly know everything. And I'm listening, and I'm looking over at like people I have talked to, debated on things, and be like, "Oh my gosh, you were right!" Or "See, I told you!" Or whatever. Right? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like you just know suddenly the answer to all the arguments or discussions you've ever had. And but rather than being like, "Oh man, totally," but more like, "Oh, that's incredible!" And you just, mm -hmm. it's very, it's. You, we will be more in awe, and no one, I think, will be like no one's going to well, be. Well, I mean, we because we, you know, we're not going to know anger, we're not going to know sadness, we're not going to yeah. know. So. Yeah. What are your thoughts? I know I've I, talked, um, I apologize for dominating the conversation. It's okay. It's all right. Um, no. Um, one of the things I think now that we've talked about that, while we are on our knees, we do need to pray for um, the Ukraine at the same time. Yeah. Um, Many, many denominations, many churches all over the world have missionaries right now in the Ukraine that are 
innocently involved in this. I mean, we already know that children are involved in this just by being children of the Ukraine. But at the same time, um, we need to also pray for our, our, our missionaries from around the world that are in the Ukraine right now as well. And when I say missionaries and, uh, or whatever denomination, um, someone that I'm friends with on Facebook that I grew up with, she works for um, uh, a group of, of nuns that also have their sect has, I believe she said, six different convents in the Ukraine. Wow. Five of them are in the war zone territory and they're all now in the sixth one and they refuse to leave because they're taking care of the sick, the injured, you know, of yeah. uh, people are t refusing to leave the Ukraine because they're taking care of other people, you yeah. know, at the same time. So we need to, to, to continuously pray for um, our missionaries and, and the people there that are, are, are helping. One of the things that I've been really thinking about that God has laid on my heart is, and I encourage all of you to do this with me, with us, is um, let's pick a specific time and then twice a day, let's just pray for the Ukraine. You know, we'll True. do it once in the morning, once in the evening, but unless we're doing this, let we, I just feel like we need to be praying together Absolutely. for um, the Ukraine at this point. You know, and I think that the, when the saints of God get together and we pray for something, you know, we let the Lord know that it's important. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, everyone asks, well, why is this? Why is that? Why is that? It's for this. It's for us to get on our knees, get close, draw closer to Him. Draw closer to, to each other as yeah. people in Christ. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. You know, but and, and, and in that drawing together, make make sure we as a people stand with our Lord and say, look, we're not going to, we're not going to move we're not we're gonna we're gonna stand right here and that it's and that's that's the scariest thought of all it's one of the reasons why I told you a long time ago I said look if, if we're gonna have a Christian household and you should understand there may come a day we have to answer to that and I'm gonna and I just pray that I'm brave enough to do that I pray I'm brave enough to look whatever tool the enemy uses against us and tell it to F off yeah like those soldiers did Mm -hmm. You know, I'm being and, and we don't know dramatic, if, yeah, and we, we don't know if they, they, they did it for their belief. This is their home. You know, we don't know if they were saved or not. We don't know if what their status of their soul was, but they had so much conviction to, this is my house. This is my country. And the thing is, you didn't even, if you listen to the audio. They didn't think twice. They were, they were almost conversational about it. Yeah. Like, is, is, he, is, that, is that it? All right. Do you, you want to tell them? You want to tell them? Okay. Uh, yeah. And the other one's like, yeah, no, just to make sure. Like, just make sure they know, make sure they understand, make sure there's no question. And it was so casual in, in, in that there was no other conclusion to be had. That's where we need to be, you know, so that if you're ever hauled off, and I'm going to be real dramatic, if you're ever hauled off into in front of a firing squad and you're told, hey man, you know what I mean, blah, 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 give up, you know, you're, you're, you just need to be able to have, have the wherewithal to be like, hey man, Lord, Jesus loves you. The Lord loves you, you know, and no, I'm, the Lord loves you and you do what you got to do, you know, and just know that to, to, to live is, uh, to live is, what is it, what does it say, to li is it to, uh, to die is gain, to live is Christ? Something. Yeah, to die, so when we, you know, dying, you're, all you have to do is, is be with the Lord, that's all that's left. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but... I am not afraid to join God. Well, how many? You know? <laughs> I'm not. Like, to me, if that's the like, option. Before this happened with the Ukraine, like, there were times where, like, we'd be reading something or we'd see an article, we read an article, we'd share back and forth with each other. 
and uh, some sometimes, if not all the time, we would I would send him the article and be like, "This, this is why Jesus needs to come now." And like, yeah. why? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, can yeah. can you just come back right now? Yeah, I'm reminded of uh, I'm reminded of, of of tradition says that Peter um, watched his wife be crucified and burned burned I think and he just stood nearby repeating to her remember our Lord mm -hmm. I just want to be that brave man you know because that's the thing the enemies of our not only the enemies of our not the enemies of freedom or the enemies of whatever but they will use the, all those tools to hurt us and force us and try to get us to move and we have to be able to trust that the Lord is going to give us the strength and empower us like Samson to stand firm. Mm -hmm. Stand firm, look it in the eye and say, no, I'm gonna go see my, I'm gonna see my savior. You will not push me. You will not get me to deny. You will not get me to move. You will not get me to change and be something else or to do agree to evil, to see your twisted perspective on life and the world and how things are, to follow the whatevers. You know, the you we have to be willing and ready to stand firm. Being ready means have your soul right. Because the Bible even talks about if we were not secured by God, yeah. we would be fooled. And we would be pressured and we would be pushed. And I'm telling you, it doesn't matter. My life doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Being to you know, being with my Lord and Savior, that's what matters. Being victorious at the end is what matters, mm -hmm. you know? So be that way, you know, and just know that that, that you, your glory is waiting for you, you know? This, what's funny is you get crazy people of different crazy Gnostic ridiculous religions out there who are so convicted of their thing that they're willing to die for it, like terrorist bombers and things, right. things, like, that, things like that. Regardless of culture, just in general. Just in general. And, and, uh, uh, but at the same time, it's like we need we need that same level of zeal, not mm -hmm. the insanity part. That's what happened in the Crusades and the you know. <laughs> but at the same time, be able to sit here and say, "No, man, I'm just I have just as much conviction," mm -hmm. you know. And it's it's hard sometimes from our pampered world that we live in. You know, oh my goodness, gas is so expensive, bro. I have friends in, in the UK who've been paying twice what we pay. For, for a while for now. Petrol, yeah. For petrol. You know what I mean? And it's like, come on, you know? Again, this is not about politics. No, it's, it's, it's a, yeah, it's not. It's, it's where, where are you at right now with your walk with the Lord or with yeah. where, where's your soul at? Where, where, yeah. Um, it's funny, the, the 90s, the 90s showed us we can see war on television. Right. And, um, came across a video and this is one of the reasons why I really need the Lord to come back someone in the Ukraine was videoing because they heard they heard the plane so they were um, showing the uh, planes going over and they, they weren't expecting it but they released missiles and it shook obviously the house and the most heart-wrenching part was there were children in the building in the room and um this is um you, you gotta love you have to be able to love that we can do this but you know 
they say, you know, great power comes great responsibility. Sure. So now that we know um, that this is going on in the world and we, we can see it happening, um, it's even more of a call for us than to pray for that little boy that was terrified that this was happening to his building, to the mothers and the fathers that don't know what to do and don't understand what's going on, and that pray that they, that they know the Lord or that they will seek the Lord to help them through this. And that's why I'm, I got, you know, I have you telling me that it's not telling me, but we're discussing like what we should do. And, and you're right, we need to get the word out. And, and we need to keep praying as, as well, too, because now I feel after seeing something like that, after seeing that video, sure. I feel convicted and, and I feel like now I need to pray more. I need to pray more for that country. I need to pray more for their for them, for their comfort and um, for God to intervene and help and, and help there. So um, we just uh, I just really just want Jesus to come back at this point. <laughs> You know, it's funny, we, we, we joke about it, like I said, when we do the texts and stuff, see, this is why he needs to come back. And maybe that means, um, maybe this is, so maybe it's always been the start of the beginning and this is just another sign that it's, it's coming. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, I know this isn't the kind of show we normally, or <laughs> that do, we normally do. It's been a rough week in terms of uh, kind of setting the stage and understanding some things and watching the Lord begin to put the pieces in place for his son's return um, is humbling, if not intimidating. Mm -hmm. um, but it's humbling because we're watching the ultimate master of all things put the pieces in place for what will be his ultimate victory. That tells me the end of the enemy and the enemy's path is very close at hand. Mm -hmm. And what happens when an enemy is close to, 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 to losing? Well, in World War II, Hitler put a bullet in his head. The enemy's gonna get more vicious, and it's gonna get more rough, and it's gonna get worse in terms of the attacks. We have to understand, it is always, like the saying says, darkest before the dawn. Okay, which means we have to experience and see and witness the darkest things before the light can really crack the sky open mm -hmm. and shine itself out on everyone. And for us to be able to genuinely, genuinely, when, when he comes back, it will be in victory and it will, it will be in fire and victory. It will be the way they hoped it would be, if mm -hmm. not more ma magnificent than they thought his first coming would be. And, it's when, and, and, and that's when every knee is gonna bow and every tongue is gonna confess and it's all gonna be there and you will realize this, this was the reason. This was what it was all about. It was about getting to this place and and ultimately ending because you have to remember salvation wasn't just about reconnecting us with the lord it was about recontextualizing the original fight between the devil and god which was the devil thought something and for some crazy reason still does and or hopes against hope that it will be that way but then you have the lord who's setting the stage to say to, to ultimately win all battles, all arguments, mm -hmm. all everything. And I want, that's what I want. I want that so much. Um, yes, pray for the Ukraine. Yes, pray for us all. And just kind of, and I'm not going to live here more than more than truthfully, I don't know that I'll talk about it much more this episode, the next episode. 
Um, I really do want us to get back to staying on the word and really kind of having that level of conviction where we're talking about the topics that matter for Christian couples. And right now that is making sure your family's prepared. Make sure your family is ready. And by that I don't mean stockpiling the ammo or getting the, 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 uh, the uh, what do they call MREs or or the dehydrated food or the buckets of meal whatever all the all the end time survival stuff fine go do all that go back to when we did the whole Y two K yeah totally yeah just that's fine get the bunker ready whatever yeah, you want to do that's fine do that and but at the end of the day it's really yeah prayerfully let's go ahead and say a word of prayer yeah thank you honey our heavenly Father we thank you so much Lord we thank you so much that you have everything under control. That, Father God, amidst the chaos, you are the only thing that is absolutely stalwart. We mean that you're the only thing that won't bend or move. We thank you, Father God, so much for the blessings that you have poured out on this world, Lord, on our country. Father God, right now, Lord, we want to just lift up the Ukraine. Lift up that entire scenario, Lord God. We just ask that you be with the believers that are there. Lord God, just be and protect them, Lord. Call them home if necessary, but at the end of the day, Lord, deliver those you can. Father God, we just ask that your will would be done, Father. I won't pray against Russia, Father, because I know it's in your in your word how things are supposed to move, Lord. So all I ask, Father God, that if your will is going to be done, Lord, have mercy on your children. Have mercy on us as we call out for the safety of one another, Father God, as we call out and cry out, Father God, for you to deliver us, Lord, because right now we are bathing in tears, Lord, and we know that you understand each and every one of those tears, Father. We ask, Father, that you would just be with those people, be with us as we as we go, Lord. Be with those who are watching right now. Bless those who are watching this, this podcast. Father God, bless those who are listening to it, Father. We just ask that you put hedges of protection around families. Father, we just ask that you help each and every one of us to lean on one another. Help us to reach out to one another and just kind of give comfort to each other, Lord. Father, there is no better place for us to be than in your hands. And that's the only place where you want to stay. Keep us there. Keep us in your will. And forever and ever, ever, oh God, just, just help us to get to that race, the end of that race, Father God, so that we can enter into that rest, Lord, but ultimately so we can be with you and see your face. In your son's heavenly, holy, and precious name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.